What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fly Eagles Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm back again uh, with another episode. So episode number 21, uh, we went over last week. We went over two games this time, so that was going to be more consistent. So here I am again, Tuesday, making this. Hopefully, this is going to go up Wednesday. If you're hearing it, it should be up around 10 o'clock. Um, but... Today we're going to be talking about Philadelphia versus Washington. Um, I had this game a lot closer than it was. I I just haven't been used to the Eagles actually being this good in a while. Um, but let's I mean let, let's 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 just let's just appreciate the fact that Jalen Hurts is putting everyone on notice, and that the work he was putting in the off season was legit, and it was it's just good to see. Right. So, but without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about, let's throw some stats at you and let's go ahead and, and do my, th- my couple takeaways from the game. Uh, so these are my takeaways. Uh, number one is I, as Jalen Hurts was great. He, he had, uh, let me go back here real quick. Jalen Hurts was 22 of 35, 340 yards, three tubs, three tutties and zero interceptions. Uh, really didn't run that much. Devontae Smith had a game, uh, eight receptions, 169 yards, one touchdown. Uh, and then eight, uh, AJ Brown had five receptions for 85 yards in a touchdown. And then Goddard, which is, that's kind of the big three receiving core. Goddard was three for 26, nice little sidestep and a touchdown as well. So, I mean, offensive explosion. Uh, it was great. Miles Sanders also, he rushed for about, uh, almost about 50 yards. I think it was like 48 yards on uh, 12 rushes. And I mean, when you're, when you're passing as well as that, I mean, you don't really need to run. And plus that's the strength. And I, we talked about it last week. That's the strength of the Washington defense is right up the middle. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, you know, guys like that. Obviously Chase Young didn't dress. Um, still dealing with an injury, but uh, uh, thank God, you know, because that would have been pretty rough. Jalen Hurts was sacked three times, which um, I bet Carson Wentz would have taken that all day compared to what happened to him. He got sacked nine times, which is the most this year by a defensive unit in the NFL, most in the game so far. Uh, And then I know Dallas came close last night. Um against the Giants, but we'll talk about a little, talk about that a little later. Um, but yeah, let's let's go into my first takeaway is obviously that Jalen Hurts is that guy. Right? Jalen Hurts is that guy. He's a, a he's an absolute he's a savage. He's been working. Um and it's good to see. It's good to see that, you know, because I think that you, you sort of you sort of had this stagnancy with Wentz where it was like he came back. You knew what you were getting. You knew you were gonna you were gonna get a couple real special throws, a couple, you know, out of control, you know, throws that he could just make, you know, because that he's so talented. Um, but on a consistent basis, you know, where you're gonna see him take the checkdowns, where you're gonna see him step up and read the defense, um, things like that just weren't really clicking. Um, I I don't know. I mean, a bunch of things can happen. I mean, you could talk about the. You could talk about the coaching, you could talk about whatever, but you know, it was just, it seems like Carson just sometimes has trouble with it. Not, not saying he doesn't know anything about football. Obviously, I, I know nothing compared to any player. I know nothing. I know even less than nothing when it comes to these NFL coaches who have been doing it for 20 plus years, you know, whatever. So I'm just a guy that does a show out of his basement. So obviously, I'm not sitting here trying to insult the guy in terms of, uh, in terms of what he knows about ball, but, uh, it's just a processing sometimes that could be an issue. And, and, you know, when you slow things down to a millimeter, you know, to like, you know, two or three frames per second where the ball is just barely leaving, 
you know, the hand, you're like, oh, you know, everything looks a lot slower, but doesn't, you know, it doesn't really necessarily look the same in real time, right? But, uh, but yeah, just something was, was, was not really clicking. And it was good to see that, that Jalen Hurts took a step last year, obviously going from starting the last five games to having, going to the postseason under a first-year head coach, first-year play caller, and then seeing him take another step, you know, because last year he was pretty good. Like last year, you know, he showed how athletic he was. He was able to get out and run, and and, and sort of that's kind of what comes with the improvising quarterback is, you know, you look at Kyler Murray, um, you look at, you know, even uh, Josh Allen, right, where it's like, from we, for, you knew he had a cannon and you knew he was able to run, right? Then you saw him sort of showcase the cannon in his first year. Then the second year you saw him run and he did all those crazy, crazy hurdles and stuff like that, right? And then now this year you're seeing him put all that stuff together. You're seeing him throw with timing. You're seeing him put the ball where it needs to be. You're seeing him, you know, you're seeing sort of him grow um, as a quarterback. And I think that that's kind of what's happening with, with Hertz as well. And I think Justin Herbert's another thing too, where out of the box, I mean, the dude came out and he was hot. Um, but it seems like this year he took in another step in terms of like, again, reading defenses and the game seems to be slowing down for him. But, uh, but yeah, it's just good to see that progression. And I think maybe it, it's exciting to see that Hertz is really the guy, you know, and it, it, it feels great right now. You know, it really does feel great. Um, but again, football's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm sure there's good. This is an up right now. I'm sure there's going to be downs. And I'm sure there's going to be ups again. So I'm just, but I'm just excited that we started off on an upswing. It's exciting. Uh, but let's talk about my takeaways here. Um, I think the one thing that's going to bite the Eagles in the ass in the future it's going to be the fact that they don't score late into games. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the scoring breakdowns, week one, zero points in the fourth quarter. Week two is zero points in the fourth quarter. Week three, zero points in the fourth quarter. Now, week one, they had a, what, 17 or 20-something point lead, you know, uh, going into the half or starting the fourth quarter, so they didn't really have any incentive to score. And I understand that. I understand that, like, in a lot of these, you're talking, you know, this year was 24 to, this week was 24 to 8 beating the, 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 the commanders. And then last week was 24, you know, the 20, I think it was 24 7. Um, then they beat the Vikings. So it's like you, you, they have these back to back blowout wins. Um, so there's not really an incentive to score in the second half, but still, uh, it seems like once they sort of go into halftime, teams make adjustments. Uh, it's only a matter of time before an offensive coordinator is going to see that and look at it, and I think that it may come with Jacksonville. Um, now, look at Jacksonville. Look Again, talk, we talked about Justin Herbert. Um, look at what Jacksonville was able to do against them. you know. And so for me, um, I think Jacksonville is probably going to be one of the more potent offenses they're going to face. Um, I thought, obviously, Detroit was, you know, they came out swinging for the fences. They lost an absolute heartbreaker to, to Minnesota. But at the same time, you know, it's like Trevor Lawrence is starting to come into his own. Um, he's, I think he's six, six touchdowns to one reception or something like that in week three. So um, he's obviously coming into his own. He threw three touchdowns uh, versus, versus the Chargers. So I think that we're really going to get pushed and really going to get tested by Jacksonville. Um, I, I had them finish in second in the division. Didn't think they were going to win. Didn't think the Colts were going to be as bad as they were through, through the first two games. But um, I think that 
it's it's kind of troubling and teams are just going to drag you out in the in the deep water and they're going to make you score in the fourth quarter make you score in the third quarter um and the eagles just haven't been doing that again like i said back-to-back blowout wins um you know where they jumped out to a big you know 14 point 21 point uh lead in the beginning and force teams to sort of play one way to score in bunches uh and then they would sort of pin their ears back and go after you now that's great, but then playing from behind when a team can still establish the run game, they can still, you know, uh, uh, they can still throw off the play action, you know, things like that. When that starts to happen, when you start to play like teams that are more cohesive, teams that have been playing together for a long time, like, uh, you know, like look at, I look, I look at the New York Giants. I think the Giants have taken a big step defensively this year. Um, I think offensively as well too, but they've taken a big step defensively and it's like, you're not going to be able to score 21 points in the second quarter or 24 points in the second quarter against them. Uh, at least I don't think so. I mean, they, they scored 24, 23 points. I think the, the Dallas Cowboys scored in the entire game. So, you know, and that came sort of sprinkled throughout evenly distributed. Right. But, uh, I don't know. That's just something to keep an eye on. Right. If, if, if you're, if you're like a religious watcher, of the games, uh, just keep an eye on the fact that sometimes they don't score late in the games. Um, and it makes sense if, if it's that far out, it's whatever, but just keep an eye on that because I think that kind of creates bad habits. You know, you look at Arizona, uh, last year and the year before started off hot five and oh, right. And then they met some real serious playoff contenders. And then, you know, that, that physicality wasn't necessarily there all game, but, um, but they showed a lot of good things last year. You know, I think against the Buccaneers, they showed uh, some grit to come back and just be in that game. So I think this team knows how to play, but it's just it's just about getting the juices flowing. Again, this is week three, you know. So like I said, week four, five, six is really when things start to shake out and you start to really see who's who, uh, and the teams will start to take a step back or start to take a step forward and so on and so forth. So this is just sort of the first quarter of the season. Um, and, and we'll see, but just to just keep an eye out for that. And, you know, maybe we get tested against Jacksonville and maybe we come out victorious and yeah, who knows. Right. So that is, uh, one of my takeaways. The other one is the defense seems to be doing the opposite. They seem to be like the offense started off hot. The defense started off a bit slow and they sort of, not even sort of, they picked it up and they had nine sacks again. That's the most in the NFL this far this year, nine sacks by a defensive unit. Um, Darius Slay had two interceptions. He's tied right for first uh, with two interceptions. Um, you know, I mean, it was good to see Hassan Reddick getting on the getting in on the action. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, those guys returned to midseason form last year. It was good to see those guys go out there and make the plays that they did. That was certainly uh, that was a sight for sore eyes. You know, that was something that all the you know that a lot of people. Sorry, if you hear the dog barking, uh, but it was something that a lot of people pegged as the Eagles strength and that was that was the the offense of a defensive line so it's good to see them uh finally coming together uh, and obviously the offensive line is still still solid still great um I mean not great but still is considered top tier and then something else to keep an eye on Landon Dickerson was kind of in and out of the lineup towards the end of the game he was questionable coming into the game uh after he injured his foot on Friday during practice and so uh and so yeah but but Dickerson came in and and 
played, I think, good the first two, two and a half quarters, and then Suo Peta came in and, and relieved him for a little bit, and then he was back out towards the end of the of the game. So, um, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Um, and then last thing is Sirianni, right? I think Siri, I think a lot of people are talking about Jalen Hurts, but I think Sirianni has has done something that not a lot of first or second year coaches do, which is he's given up the play calling so that they could be effective in they could be more effective situationally. And and you know you oftentimes you kind of see that with um with some of the coaches that, that call their own plays. Um, you know, sometimes the situation, you know, depending on what it is, you know, you're gonna go into it with your own philosophy and sometimes that is, hey, go for it on fourth down like Doug Peterson was or, you know, kick a field goal or whatever. It's just points, you know, points and points and points. Um not points. What am I talking about? Right. It's just a different philosophy. I meant to say it's a different philosophy for everyone. Um, and so, uh, to give it up, to give up that play calling in favor of, Hey, let me just sort of detach from the game and the chess match that's being played. And let me kind of, you know, be an overall coach and check in on this position group and check in on that guy and, you know, do this and that. And, and I think that that was a very mature thing of him to do. Um, I think that was something that uh, Doug Peterson had an issue with, um, you know, and, and why the Eagles may have had some, some shortcomings situationally at times. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have nothing but respect for him, you know, and the, the team loves him. He's got a natural leader in Jalen Hurts. Um, and, it just I'm excited. I'm excited. It's been it's been cool to watch, man. Um so let's go ahead and talk about one of the points of emphasis I had last week was how are they gonna bottle up Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin? And McLaurin had he had six catches for 120 yards. He had one long ball of a, of forty five yards that he caught. It looked like to be a blown coverage, um, honestly. And then uh, Jahan Dotson had two catches for 10 yards. Uh, Curtis Samuel had seven for 48. So, obviously, they – I mean, Carson Wentz got sacked. It wasn't a whole, like – it wasn't necessarily like a, – a, it was a clinic on the for, – for the front seven, but not necessarily on the back half uh, in coverage and with the safeties and stuff like that. There were a couple blown coverages. You saw it against the Vikings with Irv Smith. You saw it with Terry McLaurin here. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's going to happen. Again, it's a young group of guys, and um, they have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's starting, and this is only his third game in the new system, so there's going to be times where he, you know, kind of slips up. And you expect that, though, you know, from a guy literally who went through camp and everything on doing one thing, and then now he's trying to come here and learn everything on the fly. Uh, but thank God he's, he's just a, physically he's so gifted, right, that he can just kind of – you know, he, he can kind of make up for a lot of the shortcomings. So, uh, but, so let's go ahead and talk about news around the league. Uh, so, Bills fall to Tua, uh, 21-19. Bills fall to 2-1. and one, uh, And Tua and the Dolphins move up to 3-0. and oh. uh, Tua, they, they said he had a concussion, which it definitely looked like it. Like, if you, don't, if you haven't seen the clip... Um, of him falling. I'll see if I can find a gift. Maybe I can put it up. If I can find it, I'll put it up on the screen right now. Um, or if you're if you're just listening, um, Tua essentially got pushed. It was he threw a pass, and then Matt Milano kind of pushed him. Um, 
and he lost his balance, fell backwards and kind of landed on like his low back. And then because he was falling backwards, his head kind of fell back and snapped and, and hit off the ground. And then he got up and he was kind of wobbly. Um, you know, it looked like his legs give out and he fell to the ground and he went back to concussion protocol. Um, and he, they said he cleared it. They said it was a, a lower back and ankle issue. Now, I, I've had sciatica before, obviously nothing compared to this, but it, that kind of puts a damper on everything. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? If, if you have like low back issues or something hurts in your low back, like I've, I've been at the, like there's been times where I've been walking with sciatica and then my foot just goes numb, you know, and I can't feel it and I kind of stumble a little bit. So that has definitely happened to me. I don't know if that's the situation here, but after hitting your head like that, it just looks like it it looks awful to hit your head and then, you know, and then sort of be wobbly and all over the place. So that's not necessarily a, that's not necessarily like an excuse or something like that. But I think, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta kind of look at it. The NFLPA, the players association looks like they are going to look into it and see uh what what the situation is too so that's that's going to be cool to see um sort of how that shakes out if you will um so let's go ahead and transition to chiefs now chiefs got upset by the colts um eric eric Bieniemy and uh patrick mahomes had like a, a little bit of a back and forth um which was people trying to make it they try to make it seem like they were yelling at each other when in reality i don't really think they were i think it was just kind of like you had a little back and forth in in sort of in passing you say what you say i say what i say i stop we kind of have like a little thing and it wasn't like they got it wasn't like quinnon williams and his defensive line coach where they were at each other's throat like they were in like face to face screaming that's more like a fight. I didn't think what Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy went through was a fight, or maybe maybe it was like a verbal sort of, you know, whatever. And then eventually, it kind of goes off. But all teams are going to do that, right? You're going to see teams that maybe not necessarily fight and cuss and, and yell at each other, but you're going to have it back and forth. You're in the heat of competition. You're in the heat of, you know, your, your adrenaline's flowing, and sometimes you just feel like someone's not understanding you. You, you know. It could be a misunderstanding. That's what it could be. It could have been a misunderstanding or whatever. And then um, you have kind of a back and forth, you know, and, and people kind of blow it out of proportion because it's Mahomes. He's the face of the league pretty much. So um, I didn't think anything too much of it, obviously. Uh, they lost. It was a frustrating loss. So, you know, what are you going to do? That's prob- that, that probably has something to do with it too. Um, and then Chargers got absolutely obliterated by the Jags, 38-10. to 10. Lawrence was 28 for 39, 262 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Uh, that was cool. I mean, it's cool to see Lawrence sort of coming into his own now after people labeled him a bust after one year. Um, I thought that was kind of uh, that was kind of interesting. I mean, listen, the Jaguars have been sort of running themselves into a wall for a long time. Like, they would not fire Doug Marone. Uh, you know, the, the owner is very patient, um, which is kind of a gift and a curse. It's It's nice because if – you're a young guy and you're beginning to if you're a young coach and you're sort of coming into it uh they give you an opportunity to like grow and and sort of find your own but then it's almost too patient to the point where now it's like on one hand i'm 
you're you're losing it consistently. You're just like, oh, maybe he'll get it together next year. But it's like after for like six or six years of maybe he'll get it together next year. At some point, I should tell you, man, like this is over. This is done with. You know, we got to move on. And uh, finally, it happened with Doug Marone, and they they were able to bring another Doug Peterson uh, there, and and he did his thing. But but yeah, uh, it's good to see that that's finally paying off. Sorry, I'm falling off. It's it's good to see that it's finally paying off uh, for Jags fans. I know that they've been they've had so many good years. Um, or so many good players come in through the years, uh, and they had a pretty good year back in 2017, I think it was, you know, AFC Championship game. So it's good to see it paying off, great to see a fan base, uh, you know, kind of happy with what's going on there. So uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the last thing, which is Dallas defeats the Giants 23-16. to uh, Cooper Rush was not lighting the world on fire, 21 for 31, 215 yards and one touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, I'm trying to think here. I think for me personally, right? I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't think like there's going to be a quarterback controversy. I mean, I think he's only th- he's only thrown two touchdowns, pat touchdown passes in the past two games. Um, you know, but he's just good, doing a good job. Cooper Rush. I mean, is just doing a good job of steering the ship. That's all he's doing. He's just steering the ship where it needs to go, getting the ball into the hands of, of guys that, that that need to get the ball in their hands, feeding Noah Brown, feeding CeeDee Lamb, turn around and giving it to Pollard, giving it to uh, Ezekiel Elliott, right? So he's just kind of steering the ship. He's making sure you don't hit any rocks and coral reefs and shit like that, just kind of making sure, not really making any sudden movements, just making sure that you're on the course. And that's it, you know, and that's all you can hope for in a quarterback. So I don't think he's going to light again. He's not going to light the world on fire, but he's just going to sort of steer the ship until Dak gets back. Um, and, and also they haven't really played outside of Cincinnati. You know, they haven't really played like a, an offense that our defense that has like a, a, a star, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Kevon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari just came back like this, like, Kevon Thibodeau was making his NFL debut like last night he made it, right? And then Aziz Ojolari, who we know is solid, is just coming back now. And you saw, even with good defensive lines, it takes a minute. It takes a little bit to get going and to get used to the game speed. So maybe they'll they'll turn into something in the future, but as of right now, they made their debut in week three. So it's going to take a little time for them to get, you know, acclimated to game speed, excuse me. And everything again. So, uh, but yeah, I think they, they kind of got them early. Dallas was able to get that one out of the way early, kind of luck of the draw there. Um, but if Cooper Rush is still there, you know, when, when the fuck do they play? Five, week five? It's going to be probably an issue, right? With the Eagles pass rush, uh, at least, at least in the middle, you know, I mean, I think Tyler Smith, Flowers or Flowers are due, um, played a pretty good game last night so all right let's go ahead and talk about the week four look ahead we're just going to talk about the nfc east teams um two of them are playing each other uh in dallas and washington but let's go ahead this is the eagles podcast we talk about the eagles first birds first fly eagles fly doug peterson back at the link exciting uh he's going to go drive past the statue that they have for him at the link and he's going to go play at the link again which is amazing um that's going to be super fun to watch i i Truly, truly can't wait for that. That's going to be super fun. Uh, and then 
Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to start. Er- he's going to start early, man. I mean, he's gonna, he's going to continue that start. I think he's going to come out. I think he. I, I think he's going to start hot. I mean, you know, what I mean, I think he's going to start hot. I think they're going to. There's just going to be a lot of points scored in the first and second quarter of this, and we're going to see what what our offense can do down the stretch. You know, um, I think the defensive line is going to eat. I think the defensive line is going to do great. Um, but I think the offense needs to score points later on in the game. Uh, those are my sort of my three takeaways. D-line is going to eat. Offense needs to score late in the games. Uh, and T-Law is going to start fast. Then uh, let's talk about Chicago and the Giants. So Chicago is going to be at New York Giants. I think that the Giants are going to lose because that's the most potent offense they've played um, has been the Giants, has been Chicago. Uh, Chicago is a good young quarterback. Um, they have some pretty, pretty good wide receivers. Their weakness is that front, is, is that front five. Um, they, they leave a lot to be desired, I think. Um, on the offensive line, they leave a lot to be desired there. Um, but I also think that because they have a young quarterback that can run, it's it's very it's still potent, right? Um, and I, so I think the Giants are going to lose that twenty one fourteen. You know they had trouble with you know Baker Mayfield, who we know is past his prime. Uh, they had trouble with guys like that, so I think it's only going to be more so uh, with Chicago, with Chicago, and then Washington. I have Dallas winning that. 24 to 14 by 10 points. Um, I think Washington has probably just as, if not, they have just as good a defensive line as the Eagles do. I think it's, it's it's not as deep with depth, but in terms of like stars, in terms of guys that could just get after the quarterback, they have Parsons, they have, uh, you know, they have Lawrence. You see what I'm saying? So I, I think those tackles, unfortunately, are going to be in for it again uh, next week uh, or this coming week, I should say. Um, it's just a pass rush, and then Wentz just always ends up losing to Dallas, you know, for some reason. So uh, so those are my look-aheads. That's going to wrap the show up for me. I think these dogs are getting into some trouble upstairs, so I'm going to go check it out. Um, but other than that, check out all the – Check out all the social medias. I always link them and everything. Uh, be on the lookout for the video. I try to put it out around the same time. Uh, follow all the social medias. Again, link in the bio to everything. If you enjoy, rate it, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Uh, love you guys. We'll talk to y'all next week. And hopefully we got a dub. Hopefully we're moving to 4-0. and uh, But today, 3-0 and Eagles, one of the only two undefeated teams left. Fly goes fly. Let's go, birds. Love y'all. We out. Bye.